0: Welcome to Sport Faith Life. I'm Chad Carlson
1: and I'm Brian Bolt.
0: We're two guys from rival schools who came together with one common purpose to think deeply about sport and faith. We're sport scholars, we're coaches, and we're competitive athletes, or at least we were. And together we've created Sport Faith Life, a conversation that meets at the intersection of sport and faith.
1: It's a special day on the Sport Faith Life podcast, one with a big announcement. The Third Global Congress on Sport and Christianity is now set for August 18 to 21, this year in Cambridge, England, and today Professor Andy Parker joins us to announce the plans to hold this conference in person. We are so thrilled to partner with Andy and excited to invite all of you to England to join us for this wonderful gathering. We have a lot to cover today with Andy, so let's get started.
0: We're excited to have a repeat guest with us today, Dr. Andrew Parker, who is coming to us from Ridley Hall in Cambridge, from an office there. Very excited for what we have coming up. Dr. Parker, so excited to have you here.
2: Great to see you, Chad and Brian. Fantastic to be with you as always. So give us a little bit
0: of an update uh, regarding some of the conversations that you've been having at Ridley related to the event and and its its impending nature.
2: Thanks, Chad. Yeah, so we were we were always uh, of the mind that obviously we were keeping a close eye on the COVID situation and particularly Omicron, um, which came about December time. So we were we were um, the plan was to make a final decision on on whether the, whether the conference would be in person um we did that at the end of January um just in the last few weeks so that's fantastic we're looking forward to that and we're really excited to to uh to have the congress here and we're looking forward to visitors
1: so yeah we're we're really excited too this is uh wonderful news exciting to um keep this on schedule and to sort of follow the pattern of every three years for the Global Congress on Sport and Christianity. The first one started right there in England, in in York. The second one uh, in the United States, in Michigan, uh, on the campus of Calvin University in 2019. And now we're headed off to Ridley Hall in uh, in Cambridge. And uh, I'm guessing that a lot of our listeners have not been there so I wonder, could you give us a little lay of the land?
2: Yeah, well, it's, it's a really good question, Brian. I mean, you know, what's fascinating is um, I think probably for for 24 out of the 25 years of my academic career, I always wanted to work in Cambridge. Um, and then, you know, God does that great thing, doesn't he? Uh, y- your career ends and then all of a sudden you get an opportunity to do something. So it's just a fantastic privilege for me to to be at Ridley it's just been amazing being around these guys the last couple of years and the Church of England sports strategy. And the way actually the way God's, you know, moving in that space is fantastic. So um love coming here. I'm I'm not I wasn't that familiar with Cambridge. I'd only been once before in my entire life up until about eighteen months ago. But it is one of those places where you you just think, oh my word, you know, this is the whole history of of British academia. And it, it's 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 a very relatively small city centre with these huge higher education establishments of, of global, you know, significance and recognition. And, and Ridley is this beautiful little college. Um, uh, you know, the students talk about it as Harry Potter-esque. It's got, you know, beautiful small college courtyard and, and all the old buildings. And um, it, it just, I suppose in one sense, it it's all that I expected it to be. And, and a lot more, you know, um, two minutes down the road, there are people punting on the river and um all the all the things you would imagine you know that we've all seen on the television about about what cambridge looks like so um yeah just just a fantastic place and then a long established reputation as a place that that trains church of england ministers uh, many many people have been through the the rooms and the corridors of ridley and it, it is really just a fantastic privilege to be part of that so help us, uh,
0: for those of us that aren't maybe as familiar with uh, so the British system of higher education specific to to Cambridge, what's the structure look like? What's Ridley's place within that structure? And, and what, is, what does Ridley represent in, in your role at Ridley?
2: Yeah, so thanks, Chad. That's a really good question. So we have um, a small number, around half a dozen Church of England colleges in 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 England, and, um, and they are the places where people who want to be Church of England vicars would go um, to do their training three years and, uh, and Ridley is one of those one of those colleges. So it, it, in one sense it's, it's obviously a, a college, a centre of theological education. It's not the only one in Cambridge. And it's formally and technically it's not part of Cambridge University. but of course it's part of a federation of smaller colleges in Cambridge. Um, that, that necessarily um, benefits from all of that history. So, um, in, in one sense, it's one of the more popular Church of England colleges because of its location and because of some of the people that have that have been through its doors and graced its classrooms. So, um, so yeah, the theological college structure is slightly different to the mainstream academic higher education um, uh, institutions and structures. Um, and and obviously uh, the Church of England uh, governs all of that. So so yeah, in, it's a, a much smaller layer in that higher education uh, piece, if you like. But but wonderfully um, wonderfully nuanced in all all sorts of ways. Hmm. Yeah, and I I think as
1: you described it, the uh, the sort of larger version of Cambridge University and its um, and all of its colleges and its sort of prominence in British higher education makes it a really um, unique place, but also a great place to hold academic conferences and to hold mm-hmm. conferences where um, you're gonna draw in people who wanna learn more about a particular subject. And then Ridley Hall being so connected to the Church of England and the work of the church uh, makes it really a nice cross point with this global Congress. Uh, People that are doing ministry work, um, academic work, athletic work, actually uh, all coming together in one space. So I wonder, as you think about this upcoming global Congress, uh, how do you see all those things coming together in this place? And uh, maybe you could try to get us toward a little closer to understanding the, the program as well.
2: Yeah no thanks Brian I think so when the Church of England announced its sports ministry strategy the first of its kind um, a couple of years ago in in 20 beginning of 2020 one of the things that it insisted upon through its advisory board was that there would be training and education alongside that strategy and Ridley Hall was chosen as the place where that training and education would take place and so what we've done over the last couple of years, from scratch, is to design an undergraduate degree program in sports ministry. That's the first of its kind in this country. Um, and of course, the Church of England sports strategy, sport and well-being strategies, is is at the back of all that. But at the same time, the ambition of the of the college is to is to breed a generation of, of sports ministers so that every church in the UK can have access to 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 one of those. One of those people with with somebody uh, with that expertise to somebody with that expertise. So um, that's that's the overall vision. And so we're two years into that. So we've just got our first cohort of year one, two, three undergraduate students. We've got our full our full house, if you like, at the moment. Um, so we teach those. Um, they come through the lay ministry um, stream here rather than the ordained full time ordained ministry stream. So the sports ministers come in six times a year, six weeks a year uh, for part-time teaching and study. Um, And and I come over here from where I live in in Bristol at the other side of the UK and teach on those what we call block teaching weeks. So that's what the program looks like. Um, And in terms of the more general uh, picture here in Cambridge, a fantastic place to be the students, I'm really excited about hosting the congress here, simply because a lot of the friends I have, you, you two included, in this sector, I'm really looking forward to seeing you in Cambridge. But I just think it's a fantastic place to, to be able to come and see the history, the nostalgia. Um, we are 48 minutes on the tr- on the train to London. Um, to, to King's Cross London you know people can nip into london in an afternoon or an evening we intend to give people free time during the congress specifically for that reason but also just just the history of the of the of the place itself is is phenomenal and i I'm just really excited about um being able to invite people to this to this wonderful place and and see what it's like i'm 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 completely enchanted by it hmm. I, maybe that's just me maybe I'm going a bit crazy in my old age but it's um it's just it's just a wonderful place. It's great to be here, and I always look forward to coming.
0: Expecting an afternoon of of a
2: Quidditch tournament, of some sort. Is that, well, that a possibility? We, we, should I bring my broom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring your folding broom, Chad, because you might you might not get it. I need not to fit get, on the plane? You might not get it in the overhead lockers. I think, um, you know, all all of all of that is is that's the backdrop, that's the setting. And, and as I say, I really do hope people enjoy that side of coming here just as much as the academic side of coming here. And of course we know that, you know, the three three year event for, for us when practitioners and academics get together, it's one of the very few times we all get together and, and a great, a great place for that to happen. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: So Andy, you're a man of many talents and uh, and yet, it's difficult for one person to run an event, right? So, Brian and I are going to walk alongside you and, and offer the help we can. But who else is is working with you on this? What what support do you have to, to work uh, to, to lead this event?
2: Yeah, thank you. So, it's and it's a very small team, and I think one of the things that we are very conscious of here at Ridley is is that that we're a very small team. This will be the first time that Ridley's ever attempted to run an event like this in its history. Um, not just in sport, but in anything. Um, but we have a small team of people with with really good expertise. I have um, my colleague Robin Barden, who's the Director of Innovation here, who is he's very, very much um, looking forward to the event, but also very much behind the sports ministry um, stream here. Uh, it's worth saying, I think, that Ridley, really, in one sense of uh, – Invested so much, um, so quickly into sport. They've been fantastically supportive, and so I'm, I'm appreciative and extremely confident in in their sort of investment in all sorts of ways. And we've also got two or three people who have got events management expertise that that work here um, that have been brought in more recently into Ridley to develop these and similar events. So, um, but it will be, in one sense, it will be a much smaller congress than we've had before. Simply you know accommodation wise and the size of rooms and classrooms etc., seminar rooms um although we are using one of the bigger Cambridge colleges next door uh for some for some of that uh for some of that some of those um parts of the of the congress, but I suppose in many respects we are also mindful that post covid uh, and i'm I'm using that that uh, phrase um liberally. Post-COVID, we know that people are still a little bit anxious about travelling. They're still a little bit anxious about the kind of places they stay. We're mindful that we want to step back into the event space with probably with a smaller event anyway, to be on the safe side. Um, and and also that you know ma- many many colleagues and friends in the sector may not want to may not want to travel. And so um, I think. In some respects, it, it will certainly be smaller than the, con- the previous two congresses. And I think that we're probably going to adopt a slightly more relaxed approach to it where we, we build in a little bit more um, free time for people. Probably, you know, as I said, just really to accommodate the context. Um, but more importantly, the, the kind of situation we're in socially. Um, so that people have a little bit more latitude and flexibility, I would say I would say it's probably going to be um, a little bit slower paced and, and more relaxed than than what we've done before, and, that, and that's deliberate. Partly on on the basis that it's the first time Ridley have done it, and partly uh, for all of the above reasons.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's really wise as we think about the context and just the the eagerness, certainly, to get people together, but do that in a way that uh, provides some space and comfort as uh, people approach. And, and Congress 1 and Congress 2 uh, were able to draw from multiple countries, and I think you want to communicate the same thing, that um, as many people that can find their way to Cambridge uh, are invited. Um, we'll, we'll try to get as many uh, as we can in the door. Uh, really exciting stuff. Um, and and a lot of the same um, spirit in terms of what we're attempting to accomplish. And, and we mentioned one of those things, which is really to have dialogue um, in and through people that are doing various things in sport and Christianity. So, some academics, some athletes, coaches, uh, directors of programs, uh, pastors, um, and sometimes just interested folks that that, want to dig into these types of subjects. So it'll be exciting. Sport Faith Life will partner as well in this process. Um, It's been uh, helpful for us to to, kind of have this entity where we can house some things on the website and find ways to uh, get information out. We'll continue to, Chad and I will continue to uh, do podcasts along the way that may preview some of the events. Um, and that will be a helpful way for people to figure out, you know, uh, just get a taste of what they might see there. Uh, so uh, we're just thrilled that you've decided to, or you've been able to kind of pull this together and pull a team together there to make this happen. Um I I guess as a, as sort of a final, um, thing, two things, one, people probably ought to know, like, how do I find out about this? Where do I, where do I go? Uh, you know, what are the dates for this and, and so on. And then maybe some of the, yeah, I'll help you with that. I think it's August 18 to 21. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, but the other part is, is, um, you know, sometimes people want to submit uh, a paper or uh, be a part of a presentation. So can you give us a sense
2: of, of how that's coming together? Sure, Brian. Thank you. So um, yeah, people, obviously, I think on the sport faith life uh, website, we've got the details about the Congress and how to make inquiries and sign up. And so registration is open and a call for papers will be going out this week. So we are, now, obviously, now that we've made the decision to go in person, we, we're going to get going to get that rolling. So that'll, that's in, in draft at present and being agreed. So we're, we're ready to send that out. I would say that will be out in the next seven days or so. So we're really looking forward to, to what people have got to offer in that respect. We've, all, we've already had lots of inquiries and people pitching their ideas. One of the things that's slightly different about this Congress is that we're, we're taking an overarching theme. Um, and that is the theme of servant leadership. Um, and that's not to say that every paper or every contributor or presenter has to talk about servant leadership. But one of the things we do want to do is to is to um, encourage people to think about how how servant leadership fits into their context, in, in particular, um, what what they can take out of what they hear at Congress, not just in terms of formal presentations, but informal conversations about about us all becoming better servant leaders in that sports ministry. Context. So we we we'll tee that up a little bit with with some of the keynotes, um, and as I say, it'll just be a, a bit of an encouragement. But that is something that's very much on our hearts here as an organisation, and particularly in our sports ministry training and education program. How do we how do we um, train and equip our sports ministers to be great servant leaders as well as great sports ministers? Um, and that really is something that drives us.
1: Uh, here at Ridley and and fantastic to be a part of. Thanks for listening to the Sport Faith Life podcast. Find previous episodes at sportfaithlife.com and on Apple Podcasts. We're releasing each episode with a blog post authored by our guests. you can find the blog for this podcast and other posts at the same website sportfaithlife.com